Hello and welcome to the Super Rainwave Podcast. My name is Natch. And this is Tom Helmuth. This is the podcast where we play you video game music, both originals and remixes. Um, on today's episode, we have a special guest that we'd like to welcome right now. Um, joining us is Rob, the founder of Rainwave and uh, the guy who does all of the coding for the website. So uh, welcome, Rob. Hello, and thank you for having me. So uh, do you want to, uh, before we get into the music, do you want to talk a little about uh, your role in Rainwave? Obviously, you're, uh, you founded it and do all the major coding. Uh, yeah, sure. So yeah, I do all the major coding. Um, I'm kind of the second in command for the design. We've got uh, MG in the chat who does major of the design. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I kind of handed off a lot of the music management to uh, you guys, to uh, Robo Ridley. And William handles Worm Gas as well as uh, the OC Remix, keeping uh, the OC Remix guys informed of what we're doing and getting their updates. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a nice team we have going, and uh, we, we've already had uh, Kevin, who uh, handles the um, covers mostly, and uh, also had John Funk on a few episodes ago, so it's great to have another member of the team on. Yeah, I wonder if we can finally rotate around to get everyone eventually. I know, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd like to get the, uh, the rest of the staff more involved, because I never envisioned this being just, uh, just Tom and I. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think it's great to have these guests on and uh, uh, get a lot of people involved. Okay, so uh, when we asked Rob what he wanted to uh, do for the music for this episode, he gave us a few ideas, and uh, we uh, eventually ended up landing on car racing games. So not just like any racing game, so no, no kart racing, and no bicycle racing, and no horse racing, um, but just car racing games uh and mm -hmm. so do you want to say uh, do you have I, I personally haven't played that many car racing games have uh have you in the past or is that why you decide that would be a good topic uh yes traditionally there's a lot of really good video game music inside the the genre i mean going all the way back to uh, i believe one of your picks today is rad racer right I definitely will be playing a Rad Racer track, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got great selections all the way through to the modern era, and car racing is... Uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a car enthusiast, so car racing is a, a bit close to my heart, and they continue to put out great soundtracks with these racing games. Even just browsing the menus, they've got good selections. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. All, all the way back to the NES, um, uh, there's been, always been good car racing games with, with good soundtracks. Um, okay, great. So let's. I'm going to be up first in today's episode, so I will go into my first track. Um, I picked a track from Al Unser Jr.'s Turbo Racing. Um, this is an NES game that was put out by Data East, and so therefore it was worked on by the Data East sound team, uh, which, as usual, is composed uh, by Shogo Sakai, Takafumi Miura, Yuji Suzuki, and Masaki Iwasaki. Um, I'm going to be playing a, a nice short track called Next Race, Good Luck.
All right, this is Next Race, Good Luck from Alancer Jr.'s Turbo Racing, composed by Shugo Sakai, Takafumi Mura, Yuji Suzuki, and Masaki Iwasaki for the NES. Um, so this is a, just a really short little loop. Um, I think this plays, obviously, uh, in between races. Um, and But I chose it because I, I, I like how it's very upbeat and... Uh, keeps it, um, instead of like having a really short loop that doesn't go anywhere, you really have this like 15 second melody that, that keeps it interesting. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very short, but it has, there's something about it that I like, and I can't quite tell you what it is. I, uh, well, I think it's kind of, it's almost, it's almost like a pre-celebration. Mm -hmm. Like it sounds like, yeah, okay, you got this race. Right, right, exactly. Like, I kind of expect it almost after a race after you've won. It sounds more like a results screen. Right, it, it, it probably is a results screen because it says next race, so this is probably what happens like in between races. Um, <clears throat> actually, so this is, I think, the only game uh, on our episode that I've actually played. Um, my grandfather had an NES, and this is one of the games that he had for it. Um, so I actually inherited his NES and have this uh, sitting down with my TV, though I haven't played it recently. I should have played it uh, since I knew we were doing this episode. Um, anyway, yeah, the nice short track. Um, always good to hear from the Daddy sound team. And uh, I'll throw it over to Nat for his first track. Yeah, I want to get us away from Chip 2 in a little bit. I found at first when I was finding tracks for this episode, I was going all toward the chiptune soundtracks from NES and Game Boy, because that's a lot of what I've heard in the past. And I wanted to get away from that a little bit. And I was drawn toward uh, the Metropolis Street Racing soundtrack, which was composed entirely by Richard Jacques. Jacques? Mm. Jacques. Jacques. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't speak French. <laughs> uh, I haven't played this game, but I was... I thought the concept of the soundtrack was pre really interesting. <clears throat> uh, sort of a fake radio station thing with a lot of variety, uh, not always to the best effect. But I was really into the sort of J-pop vocal stuff that he had going on. So we're going to hear from, uh, from that side of the soundtrack, this is Am I Only Dreaming.
Alright, uh, again, this is Richard Jacques. Is that right? Uh, Sounds good to me. From Metropolis well, Street Racing. The track is Am I Only Dreaming? What were you saying? Uh, you could go to Richard if you want. <laughs> I, it depends on how French he is. <laughs> no, I think he's a Richard. I'd say let's go with Richard. Let's go with Richard. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I found a lot of racing games I was listening to had really, uh, similar music not always in a bad way but there's so much uh guitar rock especially like in late 90s racing games and this is one of the few times i found someone really deviate from that and pull it off yeah, yeah. so the interesting thing about uh, just as a side note this is a bit of a tangent uh but that that 90s guitar rock sound that really defines say the gran turismos and and all of that when you go to a racetrack in Japan, that's the music they play over the PA system before the races. Oh, wow. So that's, that's why it's so prevalent in in 90s era racing games, especially the car simulation ones. Because it's it's more like that came over from the real world into video games mm. rather than just kind of a trend within, video, within the games themselves. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah, so have you been to uh, some races in japan uh yeah i've been to a few speedways here yeah nice. uh, most most notably suzuka for formula one which is really nice but that's that's another story all right going on to uh, richard jock yeah he's bringing that song was kind of interesting because he brings in kind of half of his almost jet set radio sound with the synths right and and the beats but then he mixes it with his more kind of what he's infamous for with Sonic R with the vocalist who's the same vocalist from Sonic R. Oh, interesting. That's what I was, uh, I was really, when we first said racing games, we were just saying racing games, and I was thinking Sonic R. So this was the best I could do. Yeah, yeah. You, you I... would dare subject your listeners to Sonic <laughs> R. You've, you'd be surprised uh, some of the things that Nat has subjected our listeners to. <laughs> Well, I'm a listener. I know what's going on. <laughs> he's he's uh he's he chooses some interesting tracks to say the least. It's all about the experimenting. I get it. I get it. Uh, so yeah, I didn't realize that uh, Richard Jock was uh, on Jet Set Radio and Sonic R. Oh yeah. Well, he was the only composer behind Sonic R, and he's got uh, a few tracks to his credit on Jet Set Radio. But he's yeah. definitely not the main composer. Right. Right. Yeah. But he always brings in. Uh, not always in this style, but the synths and the beats he uses, even in like Sonic 3D Blast, which he did the Saturn version of, I believe, mm, I yes. hear a lot of the same stuff in that, too, even though it's more of a tropical sound. Right. Yeah, well, Sonic 3D Blast changes every level. He he really switched it up there. Well, That's as true. he tends to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It looks like uh, Sonic 3D Blast was one of his first games back in 96. All right. All right. What do we have next? Uh, I believe we have uh, my first selection, which is from Enthusia Professional Racing, a PlayStation 2 game released by Konami to try and compete with the Gran Turismos. Not as simmy. Uh, career mode was a bit different, but the soundtrack was composed by one Masanori Akita, and he's also responsible for a number of tracks on the, uh, I'm forgetting the English name, Dracula X, Rondo of Blood. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, he's responsible for a lot of Rondo of Blood, Time Hollow, and a few other uh, a few other uh, Konami games. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, so uh, let's take a listen.
So that was The Infinite End by Masanori Akita for Enthusiast Professional Racing. And I really like it because uh, The Enthusiast Professional Racing also has some of that 90s Japanese guitar rock that we were talking about. Mm. But the vast majority is actually this kind of style of sweeping orchestral sounds, which, I mean, I never actually played the game. Right. And by all accounts, it sounds like the soundtrack outstrips the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, it kind of outsells it, but... Uh, I can it's, imagine racing to this tune and just being amped, just like, yes, this is such a good race. Totally, with the uh, with the four and the floor feel, with the the orchestra, that's it is a, a nice touch. You you really get that with the uh, the electric beats with, but basically only uh, orchestral instruments. Yeah, I was so glad you played a song from the soundtrack. This was, uh, I think, the first racing game that I thought of for this episode, because the soundtrack has a ton of variety. It has. It has some of this stuff that's uh, like this electronica combined with other influences. It has some of that guitar rock, but it feels more self-aware, I guess. And then there's some that almost goes more into like jazzy interludes and stuff like that. Um, the track I like, one of the tracks I like most actually is probably, oh god, what was it? Awakening, the nine minute sweep from the second disc. Hmm. Oh yeah towards the end. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's a yeah, long it, one. Yeah, but the soundtrack is really uh, just impressive front to back. I've actually played this game a little bit, and it is interesting. It's not bad, but I definitely come back to the soundtrack more than the game. Yeah, for sure. I also like, uh, with this particular track, the first time I heard it on Rainwave, uh, you almost get the idea. It's it's. There's also a James Bondian feel to mm. this particular track. I find. Yeah, yeah, I oh, can definitely hear that. There is in in the line those strings are taking. That is totally. Yeah. Especially right there. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely hear that. All right, uh, and that slap bass is nice too. <laughs> yeah. So yes, I, I should mention the Enthusiast Professional Racing soundtrack. You can go and request that on Rainwave today. It's all there. Excellent. Well, not all. <laughs> well, it is there on Rainwave. The good stuff's there. Yeah, sorry, no nine-minute tracks on Rainwave. <sighs> All right. Uh, so I'm going to go into my next track. Um, in fact, this is my only remix for today. I think this episode is going to be pretty light on the remixes, which is just fine. Um, but this is a track by uh, Blind, who's a frequenter of a frequent frequenter of OC Remix. Um, Blind does a lot of very um, trance-based and uh, uh, very uh, techno uh, songs for OC Remix. And so I'm going to go back to another older game. This is from Top Gear 2 for the Super Nintendo, which was originally composed by Ashley Bennett, Patrick Phelan, and Paul Hiley. Uh, so let's give a listen. This is Dance Nation.
All right, you're listening to Dance Nation from Top Gear 2, a uh, remix by Blind uh, for the Super Nintendo game uh, that was originally composed by Patrick Phelan, Ashley Bennett, and Paul Hiley. Um, this is an OC remix, so you can go check this out on OC Remix if you like. And this has always been one of my favorite Blind tracks. Um, I really like the sort of slow build that happens throughout the beginning, and then you get that nice dropout right before the chorus comes in. Um, he also, he just, Blind always had, does great work with his synths and his drums and keeps everything very clean um, to make a, a really nice trance remix. Yep, I program Rainwave to this song. That's about the highest compliment I can give to anything. <laughs> wow, that's always good, yeah. So yeah, this uh, remix, I think, came out in 2009, um, and the game itself is from 1993. Um, the, the original soundtrack had, was very... It, it's very uh, lo-fi, and uh, it, it, which made it hard to fit on Rainwave, but I, I, don't, I don't know if we still have it around, because I reviewed it a while ago, but it's just really too lo-fi for the game channel. Yeah. But anyway, it's... Uh, always like this song. Um, the, in fact, there's another remix from this game uh, that's also an excellent remix. The I think that someone was trying to put together a remix album of t uh, Top Gear 2 tracks, uh, and I don't think it ever went anywhere, but uh, Reza has uh, another good remix from, from this game, so feel free to check that out as well. I have to admit, I've never actually listened to the Top Gear 2 soundtrack. It's just never come up on Rainwave when I've been listening. Yeah. But I can definitely hear how this captures uh, the essence of trance music that I've heard. It totally sounds like a legitimate trance song. Yeah, I, th I think uh, Blind is probably the most legit trance remixer on OC Remix. Or at least that's uh, out of people who have put in a lot of remixes. So he's if you like this kind of music, he's definitely worth checking out. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's uh, and Top Gear and the whole Top Gear series of games, uh, as well as the Lotus series, uh, make for really good sources for tracks like this as well. Mm, yeah, it's oh, a good base. Yeah, I almost played a Lotus track and I just couldn't find room for it. All right. Let's see. Yeah, kind Next. of coming from that era of European or specifically like British-made uh, Super Nintendo. You know, they they moved on from. Um, not the Commodore. Was it the Amiga? Yeah, they kind of moved on from the Amiga when they moved on to the consoles and they brought all those racing games to them. They, they brought the great soundtracks along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely has a Western uh, sound to it. <clears throat> see, I want to take things back uh, to the Japanese side a little bit here. This next track is from a game called Formula Nippon 99, which I know nothing about. There's so little info out there, except that it's a PlayStation 1 game. But I always like to throw in something that's sort of more obscure. This soundtrack composed by uh, Kenji Hikita. And uh, I've just been really drawn to his music because he does great, really hard rock arrangements. He did F-Zero Climax, which we still don't have room for on Rainwave. I keep trying. <laughs> um, but give this a listen. It's great. It sounds like something out of F-Zero or something. So this is going to be race theme free.
I do love that solo here. Uh, welcome back. This again is Race Theme 3 from Formula Napoleon 99, composed by Kenji Hikita. And this is totally like that that kind of stadium guitar rock thing, but with such an edge on it, like F0X. And he does just an amazing job with these guitar solos. It's basically one extended guitar solo in the, this track, right? Yep, the whole thing. It's just the F0X guitar <coughs> range. Just more of it. I'm a fan. I like it. Oh, it's good. It's great, yeah. Yeah, my biggest problem with, with the F0X is that the songs loop after, like, a minute. And this takes a lot longer. Aw, that's... Oh, that's a bit of a shame. Hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh... Uh, well, it's a bit of a shame for F-Zero. Yeah, it's great that these tracks keep going. And the reason we never got this game is because uh, Formula Nippon is only in Japan. It's a Japanese series racing game. So this you game never would have been... Yep, never would have been released outside. It's not like it's Formula One for Japan. No, it's a racing series exclusive to the country. Mm. So yeah, to be fair, never we've saw seen... release outside. There's a lot of games that get localized and they butcher that stuff for Western audiences. Oh yeah, that's true. The uh, going back to the music, the uh, I like the clean guitar sound in this song. Um, it just has a, a sort of a street rock uh, feel. It, it's it's not really metal and it's not really punk, even though the the drums are have a bit of a punk feel to them, um, but the guitar doesn't, and it's 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 a fun fun track that way. Yeah, that's what... yeah, even sorry, even the the rhythm guitar in the background almost reminds me of. Um... Daisuke Shiwatari's work on uh, Guilty Gear and, and whatnot, although this predates that significantly. Mm, sure. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Beat you to the punch. All right, All right should we uh, queue up the next track? Yeah, what do you have for us next, Rob? All right, I have something from another uh, Japan-only game. Uh, but this this was surprisingly Japan only in that it's Sega Rally 2006. And the composer list for this game is a who's who of Sega composers. Uh, you could not fit all of these composers into one ID3 tag on your MP3 if, if you even tried. We're talking the composers from uh, Jet Set Radio, Sega Rally, Virtual Fighter, Shenmue, Bayonetta, OutRun, Hang On, Sonic, uh, everybody from Sega had an input into this game's uh into this game's track but sega let them do what they normally did rather than kind of dictate a style that they all had to follow so as you go track by track everything's different you'll get something that is straight out of sonic the kind of butt rock sonic sound and then the next thing you're going to get something <laughs> like the next track we have and i selected boosted which is by hideki naganuma and he's the jet set radio main composer and you're going to hear it is completely his style all right
So that was boosted by Hideki Naganuma for Sega Rally 2006, PS2 era release for uh, Japan only. And yeah, that was uh, maybe not as over the top Hideki Naganuma as Jet Set Radio has been or some of his other works. Uh, maybe a bit more accessible, but still very much his style. Oh, absolutely. And I love his work on Jet Set Radio. I was really excited to see this track uh, in this episode because everything about it just from... Uh, from the drums in the intro, even the way they're produced is just an instant tell. No, totally. You can uh, Jet Set Radio is all over this track. Yeah, and he's uh, his 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 usual tell is his, either his drum work or especially he's just got a punch to his bass that other people don't really do. Right. Yeah. I I I to I think we have three uh, Jet Set Radio. Uh, lovers here, which is unusual. I know that it doesn't sit well with a lot of people, but I've always yeah. loved that soundtrack. Just yeah. in general, I tend to like cheesy soundtracks no one else likes, yeah. which explains a lot when you think about it. <coughs> it does explain a lot. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Jet Set Radio is one of those albums on Rainwave that I've just watched over the last eight years. Just song by song, it gets removed from due to low ratings or some people complaining about it, and I'm like, no! That's, that's not my fault. I, I was just checking my ratings on it, and they're all at least fours, and I give a lot of lower ratings than that. So. And it's really funny. I believe the last time I checked the rating on this track in particular, when it was, you know, Jet Set Radio, but kind of removed from the stigma of that album, this song is sitting at, I believe, 4.2, which is pretty darn high on right oh, that's rate. Yeah, that's huge. So yeah. I, I, I think people just hear Jet Set Radio, and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to hate that. And... Yeah, I know. It's it's, uh, it's, it's really um, too bad. Well, to be uh, fair, Sonic... when you take away the uh, vocal samples, uh, really his style becomes a lot more appealing. That's true. I, I think a lot of people are biased against those vocal samples, but that's their fault. <laughs> hmm. I believe Sonic Rush, another one of his albums, is also sitting pretty pretty well in the ratings. Mm. Do we still have that? Uh, we better, or I'm going <laughs> to throw a fit. <laughs> All right, I do not recall authorizing that removal. <laughs> no, 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 I don't authorize removals like that. All right, before Rob throws a fit, I'm going to go into my next track. Um, I'm going to bring us back to another classic uh, racing game. I, I picked a lot of those older school games. Um, so this is going to be from OutRun, and there have been many, many versions of OutRun for so many different systems through the years. Um my favorite has actually been the Genesis version. I know it's not maybe everyone's favorite, and I'm sure that a lot of people are partial to either the uh, the arcade version or the TurboGrafx-16 version or the uh, Sega Master System version. But for whatever reason, I've always loved the Genesis version. So I'm going to be playing um, uh, the track Splash Wave, um, by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. I'm sure this is familiar to a lot of you guys, uh, but this is this is a great track. In fact, I think when we were uh, first starting up the podcast, I suggested that we use this as our theme song, and it, I think it came pretty close to beating out Flame Man, but Flame Man won out in the end. Yeah, I think this is actually a better song. I mean, I, I love this song. This is one of the best racing game songs out there. Yeah, totally. So, yep. so this is... All-time uh, all classic, great song, um, so here is Splash Wave.
Alright, welcome back. That is uh, Outrun with Splash Wave for the Genesis by Hiroshi Kawaguchi. Uh, what a great classic track. Um, it's sort of... I don't even know what genre this w uh, would be per, per se. Maybe sort of a Latin feel to it? Yeah, I don't... It's a song that I have trouble genre-ing because it's, it's got Latin influences, but it's mostly just like this driving almost synth-based pop rock song. Right, right, and it's... It's just... It's so interesting how they've... Uh, so how uh, Kawaguchi put this together and uh, created a, a track... I think this track is like five minutes long. Um, and there's parts that repeat, just like a, a main melody would in a chorus or whatever, but it doesn't really loop in that five minutes. It, there's just different sections that put together some soloing, some other stuff, and it really makes more of a song than you hear in most video game music. Yeah, it goes on like this, and eventually there's like this breakdown that goes back to the, uh, the intro, but it's changed, and it really is a lot more cohesive than a simple like two-minute loop would be. Right. Yep, and I just kind of like how if you just listen to the song, it just sounds like California. Mm, totally. It's so, just, you get that feeling and it's really good. It really matched the way, the sort of theme of the game, that you're in your Ferrari and you're going down California roads. Right, right. Yeah. So you're, driving down P you're driving down the PCH way too fast. <laughs> and so this is, this is one of the first games where you could like change the radio station, quote unquote, right? And choose mm -hmm. which song you wanted to listen to. Um, and so th there's there's only like four or five tracks on uh, at least on this the Genesis version and they're all great um, Definitely made a, a classic soundtrack that uh, it Was just so much fun to, to listen to both in game and out of game. Yeah, and I was now, thinking apparently uh, Go on. I was gonna say uh, now apparently my memory isn't as good as I thought it was but uh, I believe that's five tracks is more than the original the very original arcade hmm. version have I, I think I think the arcade was four tracks. Uh, are we counting last wave or not? <laughs> yeah, know. that's true. No, we're not. I mean, three in-game, you're driving music tracks. I believe there was just three. Oh, okay. But I played more of the Sega Master System version of this game than anything, and that might have been cut down. Mm, yeah. Cut down from three? <laughs> uh, no, from four or five if the arcade version had it. But speaking oh. of the, uh, the Master System version had it. So this game was... You know, on all systems, as Tom was mentioning, and I found that uh, the Genesis version still sounds really good and really faithful. Like it's well adapted to the Genesis sound chip. Right. It's it's a, one of those soundtracks that sounds so good on the Genesis soundtrack uh, chip. There's a lot of sound uh, tracks that didn't sit so well on the Genesis, um, but they did a great job of adapting the original arcade version and, and really making a, a faithful soundtrack that that was. In some ways, even if it doesn't sound as, even if the sounds aren't quite as like precise as the arcade, it still makes a really fun soundtrack. And it avoids all of the Genesis sounds, and I'm mm -hmm. yeah. somehow impressed by that. Right, you uh, don't it's get. Got a, it's Go got a bit of those Genesis drums going on. Yeah, you get the Genesis drums a bit, but you but you don't get like the the horrible wang wang like guitar sound that well, oh god that that wailing <laughs> banshee guitar sound oh yeah that's terrible <laughs> uh, I know right. some people are fans of that 
there are no fans in this in this podcast right now. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> I was just gonna say, Outrun stands out to me in this uh, in all the tracks we're playing because it's a one game that's almost not about racing so much as just driving. Mm. And so I get a different sense from a soundtrack because it's not trying to pump you up like like a Japanese speedway would. That's a great point that it's even I mean, it's a racing game, but it's not like uh, race cars per se. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah, you're not racing. Well, you're technically racing against the clock in the game, but you can always just take the left turn at the fork and take the easy road. Right, right. <laughs> Okay, so uh, how about we move on to our next track? I believe this is now uh, Nat's selection. Sounds I good. I believe it is. Let's go back to uh, a racing racing game. This one getting a little more obscure and going back again to uh, the Konami Sound team. This one was an MSX game, I believe. It's kind of hard to find info on some of these because they're so uh, unknown on the Western internet. But... I believe this was an MSX version of F1 Spirit, which is just a really fun soundtrack. Some old school chiptune stuff that has all of the Konami tells, you know, it's really, uh, really, really busy. And I think it speaks for itself pretty well. This is going to be the title track, F1 Spirit. I love that ending. It's just, you don't yeah. hear that on soundtracks. It's like, oh wait, we're coming to the end of the race. Yeah, the sound effects aren't there at all until the, like, the last five seconds. Yeah, I know. And I, I got a chuckle out of that because it's, uh, that's actually really, they actually managed to capture that sound in such an old sound chip really well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but no, this, uh, this again, this was the Konami Koke Club. Uh, the soundtrack doesn't tell you which members and I'm not well enough versed in the MSX games to know, just by ear. But it has all of the uh, really active, like, that intro is so hyperactive. Though so on, uh, on the, on Wikipedia, they do list some composers. Oh, do um, they? Yeah, they list uh, Kazuhiko Uehara, Motoaki Fubukawa, and Yoshinori Sasaki. So I don't know, I mean... You can't always trust Wikipedia for composers, but who knows? Yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, yeah, I, I looked it up. Also, the this is the first MSX uh, track we've played since our first episode. Um, you, uh, Nat played a track from Gopher no Yabou episode two on our first episode, and uh, 
then it's been a long time since then, 20 more episodes. Is this 21 now? This is episode 21. Hmm. Well done. <laughs> anyway, so the music so itself... Enough, yeah. We, we, we didn't really get a, ch a chance to talk much about the music. Nope. Um, I, I like it. It's great. Nice, nice old uh, computer sound. Yeah, I honestly yeah, don't have a ton to say about it. <laughs> it's just, you just came in here, you dropped the track on the table, and you're like, I'm out. <laughs> yep. Here's some uh, nice top-down racing music to listen to. <laughs> yeah. So well, I think it speaks enough, for itself. Yeah, it kind of does. It's just, it's a catchy old MSX. Oh, there's the sound effects get. Somebody, <laughs> somebody hitting the brakes. Yep. Never gets old. Um, yeah, so there's not even much information on the Japanese Wikipedia about this game, let alone the composers. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Well, All right. What do we have next? So Rob's up next. Uh, yes, this is my selection. So we're bringing it back into the more modern era. My next selection is from Ridge Racer Type 4 for the PlayStation 1. Uh, back when Namco was still a big deal. And uh, <laughs> not so much anymore. But uh, yes, this is uh, going to be the track Move Me by Kota Takahashi. Okay, so that was uh, part of Move Me by Kota Takahashi from Ridge Racer Type 4 on PS1. And this was kind of one of the last uh, 
if you ask me personally, this was the last Red Racer game that was really influential in terms of, you know, people paid attention to this game when it came out. Uh, it was one of the last PlayStation, kind of one of the last big PlayStation 1 releases. Uh, and it really pushed the system hard. It had an amazing soundtrack. It was just a fantastic game overall. But yeah, the, the track itself is really great. It's, it's at both times chill and relaxing, and yet it's got that really energetic... It's still energetic, especially in the drums. Yeah. At, at first, in, the, in that intro, I thought we were in for, like, a slow jazz track, and I was like, that doesn't sound like... Uh... That doesn't sound like a racing game, but it, then it transitions nicely into this very uh, electronic, glitchy sound. Yeah, and what gets me is, you know, we are talking about it a minute ago, there's so much going on. You have those piano chords in the background, you have the aggressive drums, you have, you have these really distorted guitar fills, and on top of all that you have other, uh, other lines that are even cleaner. It's a really layered track. Right. There's, it's interesting because a lot of the main uh, instrumentation is very... When you listen to it, it actually does have sort of a very laid-back sound besides the drum and bass. The drum, So there's that drum and bass in the background, and without that, it would sound, it would sound like a smooth jazz track, practically. Yeah, almost. And this is... Uh, now, I played a lot of this game, especially this track, and I would just... Actually, if you listen right now... It goes somewhere completely different with the song. Oh yeah, totally. That's so cool. Yeah, like it doesn't actually loop. It goes into this really harsh, like right now. Here, and it, this is the kind of stuff Namco used to do and they were kind of like still a really cool company because I mean, this composer also did quite a bit for the Klonoa series, which is, mm -hmm. I mean, you want to talk about having a different sound than that. Right, right. Uh, Klonoa is something completely else, but yeah, so that, this track in particular was my favorite from the game because I could just load up the night course and that was one of the things Red Racer 4 did really well was they had day and night courses hmm. and back on the PS1 era that was just unheard of oh, and the night courses the night courses were really gorgeous for the for the time and you could just load up this track load up a really fast car and being arcade you don't really need to hit the brakes at some point so you could just kind of cruise around these high speed tracks to this and I recommend the whole soundtrack uh, as well as the game, if you're if you're just a classic arcade racing fan, I would put Red Racer Type Four up there with the Daytona, with the Daytonas and Sega rallies in terms of game mechanics and how well it was built. They didn't really make another one like it afterwards. Yeah, I've never played this game, but I've heard. Uh, I don't know if you were the one to talk to me about it or someone else in IRC, but I've heard that it was uh, just a really important racing game from that era. Yeah, it, it defined arcade racing games for the PlayStation 1. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 as I said, I haven't played many racing games, but uh, I love this uh, sound, especially as far back as a PlayStation 1 game. This is a really good sound to it. It yeah. does. And, and uh, I was going to say, much like OutRun, you can select which song you want oh, uh, awesome. during the loading screen. So you could either pick the one that's assigned for that track, a random, or, or you have your pick. That's really cool. I wonder why we don't see more of that in the modern games. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so I'm going to go into my last track for the day, uh, and I'm going to take it right back really far, uh, back to Rad Racer for the original Nintendo. Um, this was composed, uh, surprisingly enough, if you're not familiar, by uh, Nobuo Uematsu, um, 
and this was uh, one of his first games back in 1987 before uh, this came out a few months before Final Fantasy um, in Japan and so this was the the time in Square's life when it was sort of trying to stay afloat they were I think grabbing for, grasping for straws and trying to uh, come up with games that would actually sell um, and if, if you're not familiar, uh, Final Fantasy is called Final Fantasy because it was like their final attempt to uh, get a good game that to uh, keep their company afloat. Is that true? I always wondered if that was a myth or not. I think it's true. I've heard it. Well, I've heard it a bunch of places, but maybe that's just because <laughs> it's a myth. If it's said off, if, it's, if somebody says it enough, it'll become true. Right, right. But anyway, I think this was sort of uh, Square's attempt to try to uh, copy the OutRun type game um, and get sort of a racing game. And, and so, yeah, this is one of uh, Nobuo Omatsu's earliest compositions. Uh, and so I'm going to be playing uh, the track uh, In Game Tune 1, with, which has an unfortunately bland name. So hope you enjoy it. This is from Rad Racer. That's in-game tune one by Nobuo Uematsu for Rad Racer for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. So obviously that totally has the classic Uematsu sound, especially that intro that then repeated it uh, when the track looped. Uh, that totally like sounds like it could come straight out of Final Fantasy. Um, and then the rest of the track is maybe a little more sort of jazzy and... and uh, bluesy than you'd expect from a Final Fantasy track, but it's still, uh, you, you can hear it throughout that this is a Uematsu track. I don't know if I'd call it jazzy or bluesy, I mean, it has some of those scales going on, but the vibe feels to me like the same kind of rock that he'd do for, like, battle themes. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, this is more Blue Dragon than jazz. <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, I can see that, I can see that. No, but, like, here, the way he starts out introduce this riff, and then bring in the bass and then the drums, that's, like, just textbook Uematsu, what he'd do in, uh, in all the Final Fantasy games early on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun to hear these older tracks that he did before Final Fantasy. You know, since I haven't heard this soundtrack in a long time, when, uh, when I hear early Uematsu, I think, uh, I think Henjuku Hero, and I think his early PC games, and those mm. were uh, a lot less polished. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is cool. Yep, it's it's hard to beat. Uh, it's a it's a classic. 
yeah, yeah, Red Racer goes way back, uh, totally classic. Yep, so bad. I actually never played Red Racer. I probably should. Um, have you seen it at least? Have you watched a YouTube video of it? Uh, I mean, it's, I've seen it's... Wizard. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> It's, uh, it was kind of Square Enix, or, you know, in general, if you ignore that it's from Square Enix, it was uh, their answer to Outrun. Mm -hmm. In terms of the way it played and everything. Huh. It felt very similar to, I mean, well, a lot of games kind of felt like Outrun back then, but yeah, especially Rad Racer. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just trying to create, the, create an Outrun clone to make a few bucks. Well, that's cynical. Yeah, it is. But hey, it worked. I mean, it, it worked. Yeah. Again, this was what Square was kind of flailing around. Yep. True enough. All right. Let's so, uh, what do you got next for us now? Let's see. So we were joking around earlier about what this last track would be. My oh, last selection. Oh yes, the mystery track. <laughs> oh, it's like it's a bad thing. Let's see. You know, I don't think it needs an introduction. Hide your children! <laughs> Let's just play the song. Alright. <laughs> Day is a 
So you remember a little bit earlier in the podcast, we were talking about Nat subjecting listeners to various forms of uh, audio torture? Yes. Uh, should, should we just uh, take him off the podcast at this point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, replacement time. No, no, no. I, I will completely admit, shamelessly, or without shame, without remorse, and no sarcasm, I love that song. And it's if you actually, too iconic not to play. It is, and it's really funny. So if you've never actually seen this on YouTube, the, there is a video. They recorded this man. So his his name is Takeno Mitsuyoshi. Oh yeah, I should and... probably clarify. If you haven't heard this, <clears throat> this is "Let's Go Away" by Takeno Mitsuyoshi. This is from Daytona, USA, and this is the arrangement from uh, the box set. <laughs> yeah. So there's a recording of him on YouTube where they filmed him while he was singing the song. Recent, like in the last couple of years, they got him to re-record it, and he gets so like. When you see how much energy he brings into this song, it, it's just an amazing video to watch. It pops up if you just put in Daytona USA Singer on Google. All it right. pops up as just a big, hey, this is what you're looking for on YouTube. Yeah, I've got to see that. Man, yeah, because yeah, he, he, he sounds like like he's wants nothing to do besides sing about Daytona. Like, that is his goal in life. <laughs> yeah. He's oh, so man. jazzed to sing this song. And uh, Nat, I could go on for about an hour about this song, and I'll probably do a little bit, but do you want... You haven't said much. What, what input do you have here? Uh, oh, well, you know, I sought this arrangement out because, um, like, for one thing, the piano intro is nice, and then it just kills me the way he comes in with that uh, vocal intro in about 40 seconds. Like, the way it pierces through the piano is just beautiful. Oh, totally. I guess and, it's like, at first it just sounds like a nice piano solo track, and then he comes in and it's crazy. Uh, and then beyond that, just, uh, I feel like having it stripped down to just him on the piano, uh, you really hear vocal better. And there's this stuff like, this line right here, like, I don't know, that one just slays me because it is so, uh, so much more clear in this arrangement. So yeah. before, before we talk about more about uh, the singer here, uh, I do want to point out that the piano sound in this track is actually really nice. It has a really nice room sound to it. Um, and so it's a, it's a great recording of that live piano. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's got great stereo panning and uh, it's really well played. Yeah, well played, well recorded. Uh, it's too bad that they ruined it with the, the letting the singer in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, ruined. That, that's a matter of opinion. Right. How about let's say he defines the song? Yeah. <laughs> Is there really that much hate for this song? Uh, I, I, I would. I'd call it notorious. Infamous. Uh, infamous. Yeah. <laughs> There's a very classic Penny Arcade comic. Very classic Penny Arcade comic about it. It's it's a love or hate thing. Some people just want to, yeah. But uh, there's there's a very number. There's a number of interesting things about the soundtrack, for example. So, so there's that version. But there's also the there's when we're talking about the actual originals that were in the arcade. It was really interesting to go back and listen to the find the original actual arcade soundtrack, not the CD releases. And you're going to hear that it's a little bit different because mm. they had to squeeze mm. his vocals onto the Model 3 arcade board in MIDI. Mm -hmm. So 
it's really interesting to hear how they crammed this man's vocals and you know they had to get a looping sample of his like in order you know they had to get a looping sample to kind of make it one long extended note because right. they couldn't fit the entire everything into one vocals into one midi sample on the rom right right because they, they, they those long held notes they can just uh get a really short segment and then just loop it a bunch of times to get the yeah. held out notes yeah so it sounds kind of it's it's just interesting to listen to how they took the vocals down into a midi format yeah, and they i can't imagine anyone I can't imagine anyone, like, containing this man's voice. There's just too much there. <laughs> yeah, that came out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just uh, a classic. That whole soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack, I always felt like it was, like, it was teetering on that brink of either being really cool or just absolutely unlistenable half the time, with just how cheesy it is. Yeah. So That's... what you're saying is it's a 90s Sega soundtrack. That's exactly what it is. Uh... <laughs> I mean, I think it's on a different level. Yeah, I don't know. This is uh, this was kind of the first soundtrack. I mean, this game was released in 1993 in the arcades. I Are you believe. sure it was that early? That's oh yeah, it, yeah, it was real early. That's what it says on Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, 93 in the arcades. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, if, I mean, we've been talking about kind of definitive racing games for things like uh, you know Ridge Racer Type Four. Or you know, Rad Racer Outrun especially, but no, it was the single most iconic racing game has to be Daytona USA. Oh, totally. I mean, it, like, if it wasn't for Daytona, if I never saw that game in arcades, I would have never gotten into cards. That game enthralled me for years. And this is not only like uh, the most iconic uh, racing game; it's also probably one of the highest-grossing uh, arcade games of all time, like regardless mm -hmm. of, of genre. So that's pretty crazy just to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think it was, yeah, carry on. So, uh, well, I, I don't have anything else to say about this track, or if you do, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, we could go on for hours about Daytona USA, but as far as this track is, I think we've said enough. All right. So let's, uh, so I think, Nat, that was your last track, um, and we're going to have Rob play us out. But before we do, um, I just wanted to do some bottom of the show business. Uh, if you want to visit our website, you can do so at podcast.rainwave.cc or send us an email at podcast at rainwave.cc. Uh, send us an email and tell us how uh, Let's Go Away is your favorite song ever. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find us on iTunes, uh, look up Super Rainwave Podcast or on Stitcher. Uh, anything else that I forgot to mention there? Um, I don't think so. Uh, before we play ourselves out, do we have any thoughts about uh, about racing game music or any anything you guys wanted to say if it didn't? So I guess I, uh, one thing that I, I, I thought that was fun about this episode is we really had a nice mix. Uh, everything from the old chiptune songs to a lot of the newer stuff. Um, and so it's fun to hear how those older tracks, uh, things like Outrun and uh, Rad Racer, then translated uh, it, it, when trying to almost keep very similar genres of music, but then updating the sounds for the for the mo more modern games. Um, so I thought that was a, a fun transition to, to hear through the ages. Mm -hmm, yeah, and we managed to avoid uh a lot of uh, Sega butt rock, and we also managed to avoid a lot of that definitive 90s Japanese guitar rock. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I almost found... I was looking for Moon Over Castle that would be interesting, but I just think it's... <laughs> Overplayed. Like, everyone's heard it too much. There's nothing to be said there. All right. Yep. So, well, great. Um, then, uh, before Rob tells us about his last track, I want to thank Rob for joining us. It has been a blast to have you on the show. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, my pleasure. And, Anytime. And I, I hope uh, we can have you back soon. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else that, by the way, anything else you want to plug before uh, before we head out? Uh, well, this uh, this podcast is kind of hosted on, you know, Rainwave. So yeah, there's there's there not go. much I can really uh plug uh but i will make one correction though we were talking earlier about sonic rush and how i would throw a fit and uh while we were playing the music i did throw a fit because tom found this the uh form topic where sonic rush was removed and apparently i did know about it and i did authorize it because my memory is awful because the album rating was below 2.5 which is horrendous <laughs> that is that is universal disdain yeah that's unheard of ratings. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, that's that, too bad. That, yep, yep. We're talking like bottom of the barrel as far as rainwave ratings go. When you when you getting under three is an achievement for a song. Right. Getting right. under two point five is just. And I mean, for for an entire only, album. Yeah. There, there yeah, were like a dozen songs in that album. The song. Yeah. The album, and that's despite all the fives I gave everything. <laughs> so I really uh, see. I like, I, I mean, really two, see a Naganuma tribute in this podcast future. That would be awesome. Yeah, we yeah, should, yeah. We should definitely I mean, do that. Yeah. Two. I still can't. Two point oh. That that is Parappa the rapper. That is Quake two. <laughs> that that is like you know in, in the halls of the Rainwave infamous right yeah. there. You know when you were saying that, I was thinking, wow, I'm really surprised that uh, that those songs have survived this long. It turns yeah, out they no, haven't. They didn't. They haven't, they didn't. unfortunately. And yet Boosted, I just checked, Boosted has gone down to 4.1 from 4.2. Oh, no. Oh, no, it's dropping. So I guess I guess it's true. Remove remove the vocal samples, and all of a sudden, Naganuma becomes a, a lot more popular. It becomes listenable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, in regards to my last track, uh, I've pulled it from uh, Forza Motorsport 4 for the Xbox 360, and the Forza Motorsport series... Uh, started off with kind of licensed music or really generic music, and then they hired Lance Hayes. And Lance Hayes is also known as DJ, DJ Drunken Master. And, I mean, he does some really good stuff, and I think he put in a bit of a weak performance for Forza 5 on the Xbox One, but I'm kind of hoping that he brings it back for Forza 6. But Forza 3 and 4 have fantastic. Uh, the menus, the in-game racing is all licensed stuff, but the menus are purpose-made tracks by uh, Lance Hayes. Mm-hmm. And they're all really relaxing kind of lounge music. And it's not on Rainwave because it was just deemed too slow, too relaxing. It takes, you know, two minutes to kind of build into the track. Sure. Uh, but uh, there, are, it's all fantastic stuff. Uh, if you just want to turn on some tunes in the background to chill out, this is some really great stuff. Highly recommended soundtracks for it. It's a three, four, and some of five. Uh, I'm right. curious. Uh, uh, briefly, it's, uh, it's unusual to hear, you know, four or five minute long menu music is yeah. uh i played some of forza 2 way back when and i remember a lot of menuing is that is that where that comes from uh oh yeah there's a lot of menuing because when I mean, you think about not only online lobbies you're talking you're tuning your car you uh, uh you know they brought uh, one of the forts motorsport features is you can paint your car with shapes and and colors and things like that and that takes a long 
side. So, I mean, you're hearing these, this menu music a lot. Mm, yeah. And it has to be good and it has to not stand out, but at the same time, it still has to be good. And I think Lance Hayes nailed it for Forza 3 and 4. Excellent. Well, uh, sounds good. It'll be fun to, to have something a little more chill taking us out. And uh, again, thanks to Rob for having us. Uh, oh, thank you. And, or for being here. I think I said for having us, I meant for being here. Anyway, well, I mean, in a uh, roundabout way, he is having us on. Yeah, that <laughs> is very true. I didn't say it. Nat did. Uh, all right. And uh, great again to talk to you, Nat. And uh, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. We will see you next time.